So before we get started, I want to tell you about the best thing that has happened to the podcasting world, and that is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You can go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. You can even find it on the App Store of any iPhone or Android. The app is called Anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Clapping. <laughs> well, you, uh, you notice I brought my palms Okay, there you go. Because so <laughs> you have to do the, it. The visual is there. <laughs> Instinctively. But, yeah, just... but that way it's not like, pow, All right. right in somebody's ears. But yeah, man, episode 32 now. Yep. Nice. How many weeks are in a year? Uh, 52. 52? Mm-hmm. All right. We're getting close to like a year's worth of content. If people wanted to go back, listen yeah. to one every week, yeah. we'll have a whole year worth of like weekly content. <sighs> Crazy. What uh? What all you been getting into this this uh? What what month are we in? November. Dang, November. we're almost done with November too. We well, had we had Trump lose the election. Mike Tyson fought Roy Jones Jr. yesterday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, I was watching that fight and I was first of all blown away by how well they were moving for their age, like. Cool. It's one of those things where where you you don't uh, you you just you just know that they're still to this day not people that you want to mess with. Well, they're they're elite athletes at a time, and would you still say elite athletes? Yeah, yeah, after absolutely, hundred percent. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see it, but yeah. So so it was uh, two minute rounds, which I was not thrilled about because. Not a lot can be allowed to happen in, in two minutes, you know what I mean? But here's the thing. It's 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 an exhibition match. It's supposed to be hard sparring, right? But it um they weren't they weren't fighting like that. You could tell that both of them like they were like, uh, you know, I've been off the off the game for a while. Mike Tyson hadn't been on in fifteen years. He hadn't had a match and Roy Jones hadn't uh hadn't had a match in like ten. Something. No, it's like three years. Oh, okay. And um, you could tell that, like, neither of them, once they stepped in the ring, like, it was like their home, you know what I right. mean? It was like they, they belonged there, right? Like, they they wanted more. It was like the two-minute buzzer goes off. They were so then, happy to be back in their element, well, back you could, in that kind of, like, mindset. Yeah, I, I don't know how happy they felt about it, but I know that they they really... They just really seemed like 
it, it was so natural. You know what I mean? It was they were moving the same way uh, that they that they like used to move. Yeah. I mean, maybe not the same yeah. in 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 quality. So did Tyson still have that ferocity? Like yes, out dude. The there were times just... where he was coming in with like hooks to the body. <gasps> Ah, and I'm just like, oh my god, that looks like it hurts. And, and here's what's funny though, is at the end of the match, um, they drew. It, it came to a draw. I don't think it was a draw, but I'm not the judge. So we were watching the judge, uh, the judge's scorecard as the match progressed, and we we're like, what match are these guys watching? You know what I mean? Like there was just, um, I think that there was a winner. So who do you think won? I think Tyson won, man. He yeah. he. He was hitting more. He was hitting harder. Roy Jones, like, there was a few times in the match where it was like, you look tired, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you look a little tired, man. And here's the thing is, like, again, I don't feel like I could personally beat Roy Jones. Like, I don't feel like he didn't belong in there. But I don't feel like he – I don't feel like it was a draw, you know? That was a and match I feel that... like because it was an ex- exhibition match, because it was a, a, a demonstration match, uh, you know, just do this for a cause match, um, they were – the judges were, were partial to keep it neutral, to not make it like a real fight, you know what I mean? So there was, there was a, just a, a, a touch of illegitimacy, you know what I mean? There's a, just a touch of right. – uh, being disingenuous, well, especially to, to after the audience after who, fighting after a YouTuber and a basketball player. Oh man! So Jake Paul fought. Ah, what's the Roy, Nate, Nate Robinson? Nate, Nate some, something like that. Nate um, Robinson. He's an NBA player. Yeah, <laughs> NBA player. And here's the thing, man. That was a absolutely atrocious match to watch. That was awful because it looked like. One dude who had a little bit of training and one dude who had no training just fighting in the street. Like, there was so much... It looked like a bar fight or something? Yeah. yeah. Well, it looked like a bar fight where one of them knew that if they just held the other guy that they wouldn't get hit and then they, it would get reset. Like, 90% of the match was uh, the NBA guy just charging the shit out of the YouTube guy and just holding Clenching. him. And just... Right? And here's the thing is... Somebody with two years of training or three years or however many he has, somebody with a couple of years of training... is going to wait for someone to come in like that. Well, they're going to beat somebody who has no training ten times out of ten. So I don't know what was going through the guy's head when he took the match, and I don't know what... Was was. there a beef between them or something? I think so. I think so. I don't don't follow the beef. I don't don't know what the fuck... You know, I know that the, the YouTuber guy goes out of his way to make people hate him and then, like, uses that as fuel and, like... The haters, the haters, you know, this, that, I gotta beat the haters, and it's like, dude, you, you created the haters, you, you go to your garden and, and water the haters every single day to make sure that you can harvest as many just massive haters as possible, like, you go that far out of your way to make people upset with you, and then... And yeah. then they don't like you, and then and then and yeah, then, okay. then there's a beef, and then it's, you want to fight it's, them in um, the ring. It's you know how they say that there's no there's no such thing as perpetual energy. You know, there's just no no substance or, or process that we've discovered with which by which we can sustain a continuous flow of energy. It always has to be con- constantly recharged. Or right, whatever. right. But I guess this guy found it. You know what I mean? Because he's just he just feeds the haters and the haters hate him and then he uses that as fuel and then it just keeps going in, in this cycle. I guess it's not exactly perpetual cuz he has to create he has to take the energy to feed the haters in right. the first place. 
But so, we uh, know we know people like that. Like, I mean, <laughs> so of course I didn't watch the fight, but I heard all the the backlash and everything uh, afterwards. And uh, apparently, he had in his post fight interview, he was saying a lot of shit about bringing. Uh, bringing like breathing life back into boxing <laughs> into the art of boxing oh my god uh, if I had a nickel for every like brand new to the sport guy that I meet at the gym who's like yeah I'm gonna I would be the greatest I'm gonna yeah, be the yeah, greatest yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. realize how not great they are yet like right. I have a lot of change <laughs> yeah, yeah. but um so with that being said I have felt for a long time, and the reason why I haven't watched boxing in a very long time is because the life of it has kind of been sucked out of it somehow. I don't know how, but maybe because of like refs or the judges, or because even with uh, Tyson's yeah, fight and uh, and Roy Jones, like you said, you didn't agree with like where the fuck are the 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 judges getting these scores from? But see, here's the thing: is the only like boxing fights I watch are the super, super heavily, you know. Like I, I don't follow boxing per se. Uh, it's more of like uh, if there's a big enough fight that's worth you know worth the watch, then I'll get social and, and go out and, and watch it with some homies. The only times I've watched recently is uh, when uh, EJ or uh, Errol Spence Jr. has been fighting. Uh, he's He's killing it, and I went to school with him mm-hmm. in DeSoto. Uh, we're in the same class, and so like I watch him because it, it, it's awesome to see somebody that mm-hmm. you know reach you know that point, the top level of boxing, right. winning every fight. Like, he, it's been amazing to watch him fight, and to me, he's been breathing new life into mm-hmm. the art of boxing because he's so just well rounded. Well. And boxing's been around for a long time, and I don't think it's going anywhere, you know what I mean? Um, I think that right now, it's not that boxing has changed a lot, and again, this is coming from somebody who doesn't really follow boxing, so I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about, but when, from what I've observed, from what I can tell, you know, it doesn't seem like there's been too much change or too much, uh, you know outwardly bad stuff happening in the sport it's just there's so many other directions to to that your attention is being pulled in right so it's like do you think mma uh, has kind of taken yeah yeah no definitely i think people prefer to watch mma because there's just more things that can happen i think that it's it's um like with boxing when you have to separate it when whenever they're both clinching like you don't have to do that in MMA you can just let them let, let's see what let, happens yeah let's see yeah because <laughs> like, if you're grabbing one person that might be their wheelhouse that mm-hmm. might be mm-hmm. you know where they're best yeah so I, I personally enjoy watching MMA more than boxing I enjoy watching boxing uh, but I don't follow it well enough to like always know the who is who you know what right, I mean right um, so it's just it's just kind of a thing where you know it's it's entertaining um, the guys out there are fucking killers you know what I mean and and uh, I think I think you know a bad a bad ref decision or a bad call on the ref um, or at least something that is hard to see why they called it that way from the couch you know what I mean I think that that contributes to a lot of just 
negative um, kind of people like on the outside not really knowing what's going on just being like oh this is bullshit this yeah. is this is rigged or you know you get yeah, all yeah and that's that's something you hear a lot is yeah. like for example like with uh, Conor McGregor well so far Conor McGregor and Mayweather and Pacquiao and Mayweather um, those are two uh, Conor lost that fight I honestly that was so long ago <clears throat> I can barely remember it I he remember, lost it uh he, oh well, yeah, he, no, he I stepped, remember he lost it. Yeah, but he lost it because he's not a he's Mayweather into, was fighting not to lose. He wasn't fighting. That's to win. how Mayweather <laughs> fights. I mean, and going into the fight, you have to know that. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, have yeah. to know your opponent, and that is how Mayweather wins. True, true, by defense. I mean, he's a defensive fighter. He he doesn't go in there for the kill. He goes in there to survive, get a few licks in, step out victorious. Yeah. So going in, you have to know that about your opponent. And and honestly, Mayweather stepping into the ring, uh, into a boxing ring, with arguably the best boxer ever to live. Mm-hmm. Arguably. You mean McGregor stepping into the ring? McGregor. Isn't, what did I say? I think you said Mayweather. Mayweather stepping in the ring tripping. with himself. I might be tripping. <laughs> this a courtesy of our <laughs> courtesy of our buddy uh, Muhammad. Uh, I haven't feeling right. Yeah, I haven't smoked nicotine in God knows how long, so it's go. got me a little lightheaded. Um, what else is going on? Are you asking me what what's been going on in my November? Yeah. Uh, shit. Fucking just staying busy, man. Creating content, uh, writing a lot, reading a lot. I started the new YouTube channel. Yeah, the something sacred. How's Some, that been going? Uh, it's, it's cool. Like I'm I'm taking it slow and. Um, a lot. Of, I mean, it seems people are liking it. It's it's growing slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, what's it? What's it like all about? Like, so for me, I'm gonna be honest, I have it. I've I've seen you know the post and I've I've read the post and stuff like that. But what what's your like? I guess what I'm asking is what are, what are your goals or, with that? So honestly, for me, it's been a way to get out information or just the the things that I've been studying. It seems mm-hmm. like for all my life. Uh, when it comes to the depth of the human experience, mm-hmm. uh, from history, from ancient history to uh, where we are now and where we're going, uh, just kind of all the research that I've been doing, all the things that excite me, I'm kind of just putting it out from my perspective, what I've learned in all this time, um, but also keeping it open because I'm not done learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm just expressing, you know, the interesting things that have that that interests me putting them out there in a uh, video form uh just kind of using the video to help me narrate the story yeah. so it's like 6 to 10 minute clips of me explaining certain topics like gnosticism has been one of the the latest uh, so i just explore these ideas i i write them out script them i record uh me reading it and then i put video to help narrate mm-hmm. um and and for me, I don't know if there's a real goal, but I've been sitting on all this information for so long. I want to put it out uh, for other people who get excited about those things as well. Mm-hmm. But really, for me, it's kind of just a way of... Uh, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if this is going to sound weird, but I think it's going to help me remain eternal. I see what you're saying. Because when we're putting, even with the podcast, when we're putting out all this information, mm-hmm. our ideas, our thoughts, our voice, um, if, say, you know, 
God forbid, you know, one of us dies tomorrow or something. Mm -hmm. Let's say I die tomorrow. My nephew, Riley, his grandkids, you know, years from now can still go back. Since this stuff is on the internet, it's still out there in the cloud, whatever. They can go back years from now, hear my voice, hear my ideas, know who I was. Instead of me just dying away and... Mm-hmm. That's it. There's silence. Yeah, it sounds like you're <clears throat> definitely taking some time to really zoom out and kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of uh, process things on a bigger picture instead of just getting super lost in the moment. That reminds me, I saw this, uh, I finally got around to watching that uh, documentary that everybody's been talking about, The Social Dilemma. Right. Have you seen that? No, not yet. Ooh. Man, gotta watch good. that, man. Yeah, okay, so, so. It's essentially just all about um, how big tech co- big tech companies are not only um, harvesting our harvesting data, our, yeah, yeah, yeah um, definitely uh, keeping track of all of our data, but also using um, that enormous wealth of data to influence influence us on a very very massive scale, and um, how uh, essentially we're not. How do I put this? We're not consumers of a product. We are the product, right? Mm-hmm. We Our attention is the product. Mm-hmm. Our behavior is the product. Our, mm-hmm. um, and the, being current, swayed, the currency as well. Right. It's, it's very <coughs> much like, um, uh, how do I put this? Like like a, <laughs> I hate to use this, but like a sheep, you know, is, is um, being fed right. for free, free place to live, you know what I mean, taken care of, but... Their wool is the product, or their meat is the product. You know what I mean? Right. Like the, our attention is literally being uh, bought and and like sold by big tech companies, and the ways that they go about it, the ways that the algorithms work to demand our attention, um, <clears throat> are not only very effective, but uh, depleting us of our privacy, of yeah, our- all of that. But their the the ability, the processing power. To think for ourselves? Um, for, well, well the processing power of, of these like algorithms and these computers and things like that are increasing exponentially, like faster and more dramatically than anything else in the, in the entire course of history. Um, you know, like they, they said in the documentary that like to compare it to something else, like cars have maybe gotten like twice as fast, whereas computers are literally like trillions of times more powerful than they were even like a, a couple decades ago. You and know? you said that you said this is growing exponentially as well. So, if it's growing exponentially, we can look at it as if, you know, look at say it's doubled in the last year. Mm-hmm. Well, next year it's going to quadruple. Oh, it's way more than So, it's just going to it's going to build on I mean, it's mm-hmm. been building since tech really mm-hmm. started blowing up in the 80s. Trying to, yeah, so. trying to like race <clears throat> to the moon and stuff, yeah. Yeah. And um this uh kind of raises the question of what is if we can try to look at the future, if we can try to make a judgment, which a lot of people are really good at being futurists and kind of mm-hmm. just judging by trends and understanding how exponential growth works, uh, where are we going to go from here? And there's uh, all the ideas about Elon Musk and his uh, neural net, neural net mm-hmm. you know, putting chips in, in our brains. We'll have access to information like that. And that's already out there. And... Uh, I've kind of been flirting with this idea that, you know, through the process of evolution throughout time, we went from uh, whatever sapien to homo sapien, and 
well, there's got to be a next step of evolution, right? Mm-hmm. I uh, would call well, it. You, so. would, you would think. You would think. But here's the thing. Um, because of how, um, because of the way that we essentially allow our society to run, because of the fact that how do I put this? Our evolution in terms of like speed and strength and uh, agility and um, imu- like. Our, our immune system and stuff like that um, it's it's not growing upwards you know what I mean no it's it's, it's falling to the wayside when it comes to like whatever we're doing to expand mm-hmm. our knowledge or our intelligence and um, I th- and I see that absolutely going into a world where tech is gonna be the next step of evolution mm-hmm. will be Robo sapiens. <laughs> here in the next because we're already symbiotic with our technology we, mm-hmm. we we live with it in our hands in our pockets we have access to instant information so where we're trying to go or where a lot of companies are trying to go is getting that instant access as soon as we think about it uh, we're going to have augmented reality soon where you know if we want to see um, you know whatever information if we say I want to a recipe for pecan pie and then we'll have augmented reality where we can see the pecan pie here and every step that we need to, to make it um, I see that definitely happening in, in the very near future with the exponential growth of technology unfortunately we might lose what it means to be a human in order to access this we, we, we I think it's more accurate to say that what it means to be a human will change you know what I mean like we're not losing something as much as just the way everything is is changing you know what I mean yeah. um, so I guess it's it's not either or it's kind of the same thing well I was saying with what you're when when you talk about the uh, maybe de-evolution of the human it, what it means to be an active human mm-hmm. you know a lot of us like we talked about before we can sit here and we can have order brought uh, food brought right to our doors mm-hmm. a lot of us aren't getting out of bed a lot of us aren't going uh, exercising we're losing a lot of our strength agility uh, acuteness you know mm-hmm. all those things that we have thought you know what it means to be a human throughout time mm-hmm. and our ability to survive is moving into a different realm mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, it's exciting to see. But it's exciting to see if it didn't feel like there's always somebody whose hand is like hovering over the dial, like that says, "Are we going to move our society in a direction yeah. that is less constructive towards, you know, the the ideal human evolution, or is it? Are are we going to have? Uh, it, it. I don't know. It always feels like between all of the directions that the earth and its resources are being pulled in between, you know, uh, big tech companies buying up all of our attention and big, um, fucking, like, agricultural companies buying up all the land and, uh, big fucking oil companies, uh, drilling into the earth, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like all the directions that, that corporations are, are pulling the earth into are, um, how do I put this? I, I think I think that we're not. Hmm, it's starting to escape me. My my words, my so, train of thought is starting to escape so, me. So um, let me just 
interject here. Um, so there is a worry that with, you know, you saying people, you know, big tech companies having their hands in pulling the strings, pulling us in the directions mm -hmm. that uh, they dictate. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the big worries is that, you know, when we have the chip in our brain and, and, and they are the ones who are guiding us, it, it becomes almost like we have no autonomy. Right. And, uh, and we, we see how people perceive acts like that in, uh, you know, far less harmful and far more constructive, you know, uh, ideas, you know, when we, when we look at how everybody's responded to the mask and everybody's responded to social distancing and everybody's responded to things that essentially doctor's orders, you know what I mean? Right. Like the, the, the super smart medical people who study this stuff and know about this stuff are telling us who don't know about this stuff what they think and we're just like you're just trying to control me you know mm -hmm. what I mean but then we turn around and literally allow ourselves to be manipulated in every other uh, aspect of our lives through through technology and through um, I watched this uh, other documentary recently about how grains domesticated us like on the scale of evolution like yeah. We went from you know wild hunters to uh, small farms, grazers almost. You know, yeah, what I mean, small not, not not grazers, too. farmers, but um, we're we're Mars agri agriculture. Like <clears throat> our way of life became so much more docile and has only become more docile since. It's been increasing and increasing and increasing in just demanding less and less of us as humans. You know, right? So it's um, it's it's really staggering to see like not only where we're at with that but how people perceive it because this slow imperceptible we're, we're drip of, mm -hmm. of ourselves that we're giving to you know to again corporations to when you tech, say to small oil you say small drip but we're been talking multiply about multiply by a billion exponential I mean? whatever people, it's like yeah. and at the rate of all this growth and all this evolution that small drip is going to turn into a running stream. faucet, yeah, yeah, a faucet yeah, to a stream. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just, I wish we had a, a ray of hope. Like, uh, well, the, the thing about this is the implications for constructive applications are are limitless. The the ways that we can use things like automation, and we can use things like you know, like uh, collecting data, and we can use things like more sustainable resources and innovation and development towards those goals. It's all there, right yeah, in front of exactly. us. Yeah, exactly. It's in the the implications for the technology that we've developed in in selfishness essentially and self-interest, uh they have constructive implications and those are the things I feel like are kind of dangling they're dangling the carrot. It's like progress and innovation but at what cost? You know what yeah. I mean? And it doesn't that cost doesn't necessarily have to be there but because of the overwhelming presence of you know greed and and, and uh, self interest, yeah. it's like every everybody's too short sighted yeah. to to think collectively enough to to say hey technologies like, into the forefront of a more constructive platform. I would you know? I would I would like to think that we could put a cap on this stuff. Um, what do you mean? Like uh, how far we agree to go with it uh, with when it comes to our technology and the invasiveness and like uh there's a lot of good things about this uh about the things that we can do with our technology but how much do we want to give them and do we have a choice like take this example uh say we we create ai 
Uh, well, lo- lots of forms of AI already exist. Yeah, well, say we create uh, uh, forms of AI that can maybe do jobs, you know, certain jobs, certain tasks, but let's not make our AI self-learning and uh, to the point where they're, you know, walking around and they're a part of our society uh, as, as well, That's making ideas and, and eventually they get to this point where they know that they're smarter than us, they know that they can be stronger than us, Skynet. <laughs> so, so that they know that they can take us over. Well, we have the... We could get to the point where we can create that, but let's put a cap on that ability. Let's not give AI that ability to self-learn, to know that they are smarter than us, to know that they can eventually... No, I, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from, I, but I, I can't agree because, first of all, I don't think that that's possible. I don't think it's possible to stop the curiosity that drives innovation. That's what I was going to say. And also, I don't want to. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to see, I want to see, um, you know, if, if, if we are our own undoing, so be it. But I don't want the idea of innovation and the idea of progress in whatever direction to uh, have a have a gate barring it from, from right. proceeding. So, I mean, I, again, I, I get where you're coming from in terms of like, being safe and being rational mm-hmm. and and not um, progressing to a pace that we can't keep up with. But what I don't think a lot of people realize is that we're so far down that hole already. Like, there's no there's stopping no, it. I mean, no, yeah, no, I mean, no. and as long as we've been around, humans have always pushed the envelope. They have always mm-hmm. been innovative. We're always going to be innovative, <clears throat> and that's what I was. You know, I've I've flirted with this idea too, and um, I've I've had these thoughts, but I've also, I am a tech enthusiast. I mm-hmm. do love to see the new, the new, the next big thing, the and what we are capable of creating, and um, I'm I'm super excited about it. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I, uh, I I'd rather you know watch from afar. You know, I don't want to be the first one to get a chip, a chip implanted in my head. <laughs> But um, yeah, as a as a species, we have always, you know, pushed innovation, and mm-hmm. and it's just never going to stop. Mm-hmm. It won't stop. Um, but it's uh, it's exciting. It's it's shaking up the the, you know, the foundation of mm-hmm. you know even we can speak. You know, our generation can speak of a time where we didn't have cell phones, mm-hmm. where we. We played in the dirt. We went out. We were outside. We were on our bikes. We were playing, you know, uh, backyard football, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and we, we have been able to see this growth, exponential growth. Like, it's crazy how much we have already seen mm-hmm. in our lifetime in terms of growth. And, and we are still the, very young. And how much the human experience is changing from generation to generation due oh, to yeah. technology. Oh, yeah. Even just, you know, honestly, between me... Uh, being 31 and having uh, friends who are even you know your age, mm-hmm. there there is a significant difference between the way uh, people in, from my age group hold themselves compared to people in your age group, um, and, and that gap gets even. It's like these generation gaps keep getting way bigger because of because of the technology that exists in between them. Yeah, right. And I mean. There, there wasn't a, as big of a generation gap between um, my generation and 
my parents' generation compared to my generation and Gen Z. Mm -hmm. That gap is way bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, We can kind of keep up just because we grew up. We we were the ones who grew up with these things in our hands. Mm -hmm. We know how to use it. We were we are continue we are continuously growing with it, adapting, evolving with it. But uh, they're gonna find out crazier things to do with it than Mm -hmm. than we ever thought possible. And uh, that's super exciting to me. Uh, it's, and that's why like I'm hopeful for the future. There is a, like a a little glimmer of hope because uh, that generation, even our generations, are doing amazing things behind the scenes, working on these things that, you know, there's there's twenty one year old kids out there who are in school building the robots that are going to clean up our oceans mm-hmm. you know they're doing these big you know great things but they're not getting the publicity because it's not you know breaking windows in a riot mm-hmm. or some shit like that I see what you're saying. that's the only thing that our generation or that generation is um you know that's what the media creates is that our generations are out here we're stupid we're destroying the world we're you know, we're destroying businesses, we're out there doing all these horrible things, but they don't ever talk about all the great things our generations are doing behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Those things don't get the attention. But there's a lot of great things happening. I agree with that. And um, one thing that I think will really need to... One thing that I think will happen and that needs to happen is just as the, the younger generations are coming up, um, really holding... You know, holding the old, older generations more accountable for the well-being of themselves and the the generations that they're, you know, leading <clears throat> the planet to and things like that. I'm curious to see how things like social media evolve because, like, if you watch again, if you watch that documentary I was talking about, it's like, hey, delete your social media. By the way, just delete it. Like, if you want, is your, that what it's implying? Are you implying that, or is that what the the no, that's documentary. What the documentary clearly states it's like delete your social media. It is hacking into your brain and affecting your behavior and manipulating you and controlling you um, in in simultaneously similar ways of operating like a drug with the um, the uh, dopamine it, rush. Yeah, exactly how it, how it affects your your body's like reward system and things, but also um, in terms of uh, what was I saying? What did I say right before that? Um, My brain is... Don't, don't, don't let me die. <laughs> um, <coughs> I was saying the... How all those things are... Oh, Social media... Yeah, it, delete it, your it, social media. Be, because of because of how it's, how it's affecting your life, how it's affecting your, your, your body, your brain, your uh, social interaction actions. Like, and how do you feel about that? Um, Where Do you agree? Do you disagree? It's very, very very unsettling because especially because of all the stuff that I do that's very that heavily relies on social media whether it's you know uh, marketing whether it's you know um, following updates in in, in uh, uh, like the sport of jujitsu for example something I'm very passionate about I'm on social media watching people win matches and lose matches and, and release you know instructional information and stuff spending hours and hours and hours on social media but it feels constructive because it's rewarding but is it constructive would i be better served you know just training you know what i mean uh these kinds of questions present themselves in my brain and now there's this like inner turmoil where i'm like 
here's what the facts say. This is definitely happening. This is definitely a thing. This is definitely having an effect. But here's all the cool stuff you can do, you know? And so it's like, like the podcast wouldn't exist without social media. Um, I wouldn't have gotten half of the uh, competitive opportunities that I've gotten without social media. The sponsors uh, and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be able to communicate with a vast amount of people that I communicate with if it wasn't for social media. I found a babysitter that I really, really, really needed through social media. You know what so, I mean? Crazy story. So, I re-met my father through social media. Like, I, I met, uh, or I, I, I won't say met, I think that's a weird word to use for social media interactions, but I reconnected with, uh, that's a bit like, <laughs> blood family of mine that, like, I never, yeah, would have ever, never thought, no, like, well, and I didn't even seek him out, honestly, you yeah. know, <laughs> it was just kind of like it, uh, one of my brothers was, uh, going down there to meet all of them, and it was just like, hey, this is who we are, and I, I see you here, so I'm going to go ahead and connect with you. It's just like, there's there's a lot of good that can come. There's a lot of good that has come. There's a lot of good to be had. But, please be aware of the fact that if you aren't, like, for example, like for me, I turn off all notifications on my phone. Same. I have, uh, I have my phone on silent mode, like... 99% of the day like most of the time nobody can call me and unless you know something important is going to come up and like you, you're waiting on a call or you, you would think <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. I, I'm honestly I, I, I tell people that I'm bad about my phone but the reality is I just um, like if I if, if I get started on the the loop of checking this app checking that app checking this app then i'm sucked in yeah. for hours and next thing you know you're like holy shit right and then, an hour went by and i haven't accomplished anything right exactly and and um so it's like i know that i need to if i just allow this to run free and and not keep it in check in any way that it will completely consume my life. And I, I feel like there's definitely been points of my life where it has, you know what I mean? Where that was the only thing I had to, to like look forward to was what is the new thing that I'm going to read on social media? What's the new buzz? You know, what's the new interaction that I'm going to get? Who's, who's paying attention to me? Who's following me? You know what I mean? And um, when I did something like turn my notifications completely off, obviously way more productive but also um i didn't feel the anxiety of all of the stuff i'm missing out on and all of the stuff i haven't accomplished yet and you know what i mean so it's it's gonna come down to that cliche but inescapable conclusion of balance is needed you know yeah. what i mean Moderation and so i think is needed. you said the word aware and i think that's gonna be the most important thing because mm -hmm. like we've been talking about there's no stopping this mm-hmm it's already well on its way. Mm -hmm. The most important thing is that we are aware of the way they can manipulate us. Mm -hmm. And at least, you know, doing positive things like this, at least having open discussions about it and uh, becoming more, uh, being able to think for ourselves is very mm -hmm. important. Yes, and, yes. And, and that is one of the biggest things that's being affected by specifically social media. Is the presence of misinformation? You know that, and, uh, and getting it, getting stuck in those those bubbles of the people who only think like you. That's right. dangerous. It, but it's meticulously crafted to make that, that the reality yeah. 
to to make each person's reality subjective instead of presenting an objective view of the world. Two people in the same city, in the same state, right. in the same geographical right. area are going to get wildly different information from their social media because the algorithms prioritize what you engage with mixed with uh, what the advertisers want you to see and want you to feel. And um, having that level of access to the inner, like, deep subconscious. psyche. It, yeah, it penetrates of, of the subconscious yeah. as well. Having, having that kind of access to be able to reach into somebody's brain and be like... This is what is true, and this is what is not true. Move over here. Right. This is your group over here. Right. Stay away from the people who think otherwise. But a, they are still catering to the other group. I want to say how they they think. I want to say it was. I think it's Myanmar where they had um, this violent, violent, um, like hundreds, maybe thousands of people killed. Um, solely due to false information being spread through their social media uh, by people who had an agenda to have their enemies eliminated um, by people who would otherwise have been completely uninvolved, unrelated, and uncaring about the, the, the political agenda of these, or, or whatever agenda of these you know higher-up people, and then they're being manipulated drip by drip with information that's hand selected to make them feel a certain way and then now there's fire now there's yeah. you know blood now there's tears well, now I kind of I heard about that carnage, happening you know? I heard about that happening uh, back you know when there was riots after George, George Floyd and everything mm -hmm. there would be you know private groups created mm -hmm. yeah, on Facebook yeah, yeah. bringing people in who are part of the you know mindset of let's mm -hmm. go out and protest but they're more uh, malevolent beings behind it setting you know there was a lot of the stuff going out saying there were groups of people going out and laying bricks on the road yeah yeah i remember hearing and, about that um <clears throat> it's, uh, it's dangerous and it kind of uh makes me kind of want to go back to our talk with muhammad and when we were talking about uh diverse groups of people mm -hmm. coming together sharing mm -hmm. ideas and being accepting of each other um i still think that is probably the most important thing we talked about uh, in that conversation is how important it is to to be in those diverse groups mm -hmm. for us to be different mm -hmm. have different ideas but share with each other uh, and, and I just saw today someone talking about just completely shutting down our borders and I'm like that isn't going to lead to any any more greatness because we're going to what we're going to shut ourselves off from the rest of the world and I, I it implies an that's awfully, positive. awfully uh, inflated sense of, of self-worth and, and uh, I think a, a kind of an exaggerated perception of, of how capable we are of sustaining ourselves by ourselves. I, like you have to acknowledge the, the impacts of the rest of the world on how we live our life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's just... The fact of the matter is that if we just walled ourselves in and put a, put ourselves under a dome and shut everybody else out, like we'd fizzle out. You know what I mean? We well, rely so heavily on look at countries, all the other parts of the world, and look at countries who already do that. Very mm -hmm. few of them, but you have North Korea, and you have you know China has their internet set up in a way where you can't Google certain things. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're walled off. Fucking Google. My apologies. <laughs> Fucking Google. Um, um, anyways.
We're still recording. Okay. So uh, um, <laughs> let's let's avoid that word, okay? Because I use the G products. Um, um, but you, North Korea have walled themselves off from the rest of society. Uh, their internet doesn't allow them to see anything positive that America's doing. Uh, the only thing that they will see is all the negative things about America. So it's that... I don't want us to get to that point. I want to know what's going on in the rest of the world. The crazy, the amazing things that are going on in the rest of the world. Uh, I think it's, it's it's interesting that you uh, bring that up. I watched... Um, okay, so first of all, let me disclaimer real quick. It's very, very hard for me to watch old kung fu movies these days. Like before, Growing up, they were this... Before I, I, I know what you're the, saying. Before I got into martial arts, it was it was what I lived for. I was like, next anime, next mar- like next kung fu movie. Like, please, God, give me another kung fu movie. Um, nowadays, they're really hard to watch. I was, uh, but for old time's sake, I put I popped in uh, Ip Man 4, the Ooh. finale, the final battle. Ooh. And first of all, I'm going to say, Donnie Yen may make kung fu movies but that dude is legit that dude is awesome mm-hmm. um i don't know how legit he is in real life like i imagine that he can just dust the shit out of anybody that looks at him wrong but this may be you know i, I admit that hollywood might have done something to contribute to that perception. well it gets to it gets to the point where understanding a lot of that is choreographed and yeah exactly um and and uh, wire assisted when it doesn't necessarily need to be, and you know explosions and like, because it can be great, it can be amazing without the wires. Right, right. Uh, I like, like the there art, was there like, was a lot of there was a lot of times in the movie where I was like that would have looked so much cool if they would have just done the, so much cooler if they would have just done the move like they'll do like a super dramatic like suplex style throw but wire assisted and then it looks cheesy instead right. of just like. Actually, well, picking let's get a guy back up to dumping him. Let's get back to Jackie head. Chan. Let's get more Jackie Chans actually doing their own stunts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm like a billion percent positive that Donnie Yen does all of his own stunts. But the point is, um, I, I'm I'm super getting off track. Okay, so I watched this movie, and one thing that I very thoroughly picked up on is the. Um, I wanna I wanna call it propaganda. The anti-American no excuse me anti-white people um, narrative narrative yes um, that's not the word I'm looking for though sentiment okay um, that's present in so many more modern uh, uh, Asian martial arts movies Um, there's something that I've picked up on over the last like decade or so and it's that they always make the white guy this like mean insensitive racist uh, selfish just dick just fucking asshole the white guy in the movie is always like hasn't that uh, uh, kind of been like you look back at well you look at you look at you look at American uh, stereotypes and I say that they had it coming yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you look at you look at America's history film history of we'll say provocative provocative like, material yeah, of, yeah. of material that's culturally insensitive right. um, of material that depicts certain people of certain nationalities a certain way and you're like well first of all no wonder so many people thought things that are just blatantly untrue because these films that millions of people are watching are subtly and slowly 
uh, altering their perception of, of not only what's true and what's not true, but of how people are. And then you get this this situation where you know the majority of the population has these preconceived notions about uh, uh, an ethnic group or um, or a, a, a movement or an ideology. You know what I mean? They have these preconceived notions because millions and millions of people who consumed this film um, didn't have an opinion about something before, right. but now this is the only thing that they've right. seen. Right. So it's the it's the same principle with martial arts movies. It's the same principle with. Um, uh, or excuse me, let me let me dip into that a little bit. Like how how it's um, it makes people believe things about martial arts and about the human body that are not true. Right. Like you cannot punch a brick wall straight on and and like have have your hand. Yeah. Like, that hurts. <laughs> no, I've done it. <laughs> that hurts yeah. so bad. Yeah, I've done it. You can't, dude. One time I, I didn't hurt, punch through the brick wall. Believe time, me, the brick wall won. One time I hurt my heel for like. Three years because in eighth grade I saw a kung fu movie where they brought their head, their leg above their head, and then dropped their heel down as far as hard as they can. So this kid was a proper way of doing like a hammer. Like I'm, I'm I'm sure there is, but uh, this kid was annoying me in class, and I was in gym class, and I was just like, you know what? And I brought my foot all the way up, and then just dropped it down, uh, dropped my ankle straight down. But I, I I was, I was uh, not doing it on him. Like I didn't. Hit him. I did it on the ground to like make a demonstration of my um, skills. You know, my asserting your dominance. I was like, I "I will kick you. You know what I mean? And so I did this super dramatic kick straight onto the ground, the cement floor. Did you hold it together or did you? It hurt so bad. (laughs) Did you? Like I was limping. You play it off. I I limped for like a year off of that. Like if I had to run or if I had to like walk fast, like there was a kind of yeah, shuffle yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's because I allowed and you lived with that regret and that pain knowing it taught me a very hard lesson about allowing Hollywood and allowing things that are definitely not real to uh, to to manipulate my perception of reality right. I was like okay so this is where this is where we draw the line we don't try to hit stuff that we definitely can't break you know <laughs> yeah, I, uh, but me uh, and my buddies used to you know of course Growing up watching Dragon Ball Z, we yeah. used to go out and like beat each other up. Yeah, like, oh yeah, and just like 100%. with no technique, no n- no real knowledge of you know what it means to mm-hmm. fight somebody, mm-hmm. and we fucking hurt each other mm-hmm. like bad. And and it was just from watching Dragon Ball Z, we wanted to go. It's like okay, I'm gonna be Goku, you be Vegeta. Like, mm-hmm. and there 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 was blood, there mm-hmm. was broken bones, like it. it and we had no knowledge of mm-hmm. what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same as yeah, definitely had a lot of neighborhood uh, fights inspired by anime and kung fu movies. Right. Um, but to to zoom back out to what I was originally really getting at is just that these blatant attempts at uh, manipulating massive amounts of people to think or act a certain way are present. Uh, easily identifiable if you're looking for them everywhere, every part of the world. They're using this uh, technology, they're using this platform, they're using this method to sway, you know, hundreds, thousands, millions, billions of people, uh, depending on how far the, the reach and exposure is, depending on how much money is funding it. And people have to be aware of how little, excuse me, have to be aware of how much of what they believe to be true is put there on purpose by somebody who wants them to think that way. You know what I mean? Do you think that... So, there is no stopping this expansion of uh, 
information and technology, uh, communications technologies, and just kind of linking the world together, um, which overall I think is a good thing. We're able to share ideas with each other, but there's also that those, do you think that those things are just remnants of the past that are kind of still in there? What do you mean? So, like the ideas of manipulating people's ideas of other cultures, because all they saw, all they know was what they saw in this movie that they watched. People have had a very vested interest in manipulating masses of people since, I think, the dawn of time. Whether it's getting people to join your side, whether it's getting people to farm the land, whether it's getting people to build the infrastructure. So what I'm saying is, with all this uh, connection, the connectivity that's going on, do you think that's going to start falling to the wayside or is it, it has, just yeah. um, because oh wait 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 no I think I misunderstood your question keep going and so, answer. so do you think that that stuff will start kind of just waning the, uh, the way that people uh, depict other cultures and everything because they do they can search the web for any other ideas about the cultures we have the access to the information not to he, not to only be influenced by the movies mm-hmm. but be influenced by the rest of the information that's out there and we have that ability now i think that there's going to be a vein that shoots off of the beaten path uh where you know that will be a thing that a certain subset of the of, of society will you know, start to pull that way and continue to evolve that way while the working class, the commoners, the masses will continue to shift in an upwards direction of being more and more and more manipulated, more and more and more controlled, more and more and more Mm. monitored and extracted from and and, uh, turned into a commodity of of sorts. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, if you read, um, I'm sure you've read uh, 1984. Oh, yeah. um, How they talk about the, the... the proles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you really want to be morbid about it, and you really want to kind of put a little Hollywood exaggerated spin on it, like, that reality is not too far from... That fictitious reality is not too far from where we're literally what we're experiencing right now, right now. Right? Because we have, we have the laborer, we have the working class, we have the majority of the earth in uh, poverty. Mm-hmm. We have the majority of the earth... Um, in the best technological and historical point uh, in humankind where more than half of the Earth's population um, is, is, is uh, let's just say, overcoming a great deal of adversity to contribute their labor and their life for us to corporations and yep. to um, the, the out of, elite. Out of, out know of know necessity, I mean? too. And then we have this elite class. We have this these people that can afford... Uh, not only to fucking go to the doctor and get an education, but these people that can afford to um, tilt the direction of society, to yeah. tilt the direction of culture, to tilt the direction of the the greater masses who are so busy struggling to survive that they have to be uh, corralled into these little you know yeah. cages to to be extracted from you know and so it's kind of like uh it's it's almost maybe an innate part of being a human that we have always kind of been 
divisive or uh, yeah, it's just tribalism. It's yeah. it's a it's an evolutionary trait to make sure that we have enough backup to get A, B, and C done mm-hmm. right before we die. Right. So and and that goes back to what I was talking about earlier. You know what I mean? Like the incentive to manipulate masses of people. People are an incredibly useful tool. People can get shit done. Mm-hmm. People can do things that will leave generations, thousands and thousands of years from now, scratching their heads because the right person was steering the right people into the direction that needed to be, be um, you know, traveled to get this objective completed. So, you know, whether it's um, fear that's manipulating people, whether it's misinformation, whether it's constructive, everybody come together and and, and, uh, complete this goal for the benefit of humanity, whatever the case may be, if you can convince enough people to support your cause, your goal, then um, you're you're going to achieve an outstanding, unprecedented result, in my opinion, I think. I think that the capability is there, and I think the incentive has always been there, and I think that there's a small but persistent uh, portion of the population that understands that from day one. The kinds of people who, like as kids, understood how to manipulate adults because mm-hmm. some adults are more emotion- emotional than rational, more more uh, they feel more than they think. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just like there's there's a, a significant amount of the population, maybe not a majority, maybe not even a huge amount but it's significant in their impact that understand that innately and use that to achieve their ends and they're not always good they're not always right. bad right. but they do always exist right you know what i mean so you said they're not always good they're not always bad um because we can kind of uh trick ourselves into believing that these entities are out here uh, manipulating us mm-hmm. because they have a, a, a evil goal mm-hmm. at the end. I mean, a lot of people feel that way, that mm-hmm. there is, you know, when they talk about uh, they don't want us to succeed, they don't, you know, who is they? Mm-hmm. And is they, it, whoever these entities are, are they evil? And are they purposely steering us into a direction to do us wrong? Or is it just uh, something that happens? Is it just... Evil is relative. I don't really like to use evil as a, a measuring stick for you know what what's what's actually getting done. Mm-hmm. I like to think of it like again, is it is it constructive to the well being the, the well being of society, or is it is it more harmful? So, like for example, like when we talk about social media, nobody who developed social media was like, I want to control the world. Right. They just kind of figured out, oh shit, like we just made a lot of people uh like for example, like the guy who invented the YouTube algorithm was on this documentary. He was talking about how he had no idea that it would make people start believing in flat earth and right. start believing that, you know, like uh, uh believing believing just crazy stuff. So that, these things take on a life of their own? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. So, uh, you know, trying to say that people are inherently nefarious you you quickly discover when you look at it objectively that they're not yeah they're self-interested right they're greedy right um that's pretty that's a pretty common factor but not to the levels and extremes that you like like not to the detriment of human society they're not they're not like fucking the joker they're not these these comical bad guys who are hovering over the the nuclear warhead button you know what i mean they're 
people like you and me who just want to get something done at right. any cost right. and don't necessarily consider the cost of the the um, the um, direction that they travel and they don't they don't consider all the stuff that they'll either have to give up themselves or the stuff that they will make other people vulnerable to giving up in the future you know what I mean like yeah. I said the guy the guy who did the YouTube album he had no idea and not only does he have no idea but he like turned around and immediately started working on a way to like help uh, help himself undo the damage from from like the YouTube rabbit hole and stuff like that so it's just like I don't think that trying to beat evil is going to beat evil I think that trying to um, recognize recognize the intentions recognize the the patterns of activity that contribute to generally objectively deconstructive end mm -hmm. I think that that needs to be identified I think that that needs to be understood and that if we take away this good versus bad uh, polarization uh, and, and just see things as you know how whatever wherever they fall on the spectrum of, of harmful versus um, not necessarily harmful you know what I mean like start start seeing things more three-dimensionally instead of in this linear binary um, um, mode of perception you know what I mean I think that that's going to do a lot to contribute to objectively understanding that first of all there's really no good thing or bad thing there are Thing. It, it's, it's, I, I think I saw this on your Something Sacred group, so mm -hmm. a, a bit of this uh, little excerpt that I'm about to say, but essentially the, the give and take of everything, the duality of everything, the, 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 how do I put this, the way that everything oscillates, ebbs mm -hmm. and flows, mm -hmm. and the, the good replaces the bad, mm -hmm. and, and, and something that has good intentions has, has bad uh, consequences, right. and something that has nefarious intention specifically you know what I mean will will um, help help prepare for future events that will eliminate the the vulnerability that we have to that kind of exploitation things right. like that so I, I don't really think I think that to try to attack evil and try to attack good is it doesn't make sense because it's different for everybody you know what I mean like right. anybody can be convinced of of the utility of a inherently um, selfish goal, if you if you have the right uh, motivating factor, if you if you light the right fire under their ass, you know what I mean? Like, right. like you see these, uh, you know, the, the the people who work for big oil and gas companies who know they're wrecking the planet, like they're taken care of though. Like that oil and gas company is paying their bills, is. Uh, you know what and I mean? Providing like, for a lot of families as well, and and yeah, and and providing well, and then yeah. it's like look at the the people who are not, you know, yeah. pretty much everybody else, and it's just like. So, I'm hoping that, uh, like we kind of discussed that there is no real nefarious intention, there I is no real that. good intention. There are people working in self interest, and and maybe you know, YouTube is a great thing. I completely agree. And I think uh, it's an excellent tool. And and maybe things got out of hand, but it, this is still brand new. And mm -hmm. even he said he he didn't intend on any of this to happen, mm -hmm. and he was working in a realm that is so uh, so new mm -hmm. and novel to our experience. And we just we are just now experiencing this. It's huge, uh, and we're still trying to get a hold of it. But let let's hope that 
we can learn from these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just like he kind of, he saw where this was going and he immediately tried to, started thinking of ways, how can I reverse this and make it work uh, for the, for the benefit? And that might even lead to more uh, damage. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, I think as long as this stuff is going to keep growing, uh, we, we do have to take note of those things that get out of hand and, and just use it as a lesson, just like we have always done with our history. You know, we look at all the things that we've done wrong in history, and we learn from them. So it's just gonna, it's gonna have to be the case for all these new innovations as well. And and I don't I don't believe that there's a an entity, uh, you know, some cabal of evil men trying to take over <laughs> the world. Right, um, right, right. I believe that we have that ability, um, and I believe that. Some people are heartless and oh, one hundred percent. And it's like it's like um, it's like Bridger was saying, you know, that that person exists in in every space right. that allows you know a person like that to exist. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's hunting, it doesn't matter if it's politics, it doesn't matter if it's uh, big tech, big corporations, you know, whatever the case may be. The soulless, heartless, you know self-interested um, individual exists, the one who will a- achieve what they want to achieve at all costs, including the costs that are way more, you know, uh, uh, destructive and way more harmful than maybe they intended or cared to, to wonder about, but it's just like, that that person exists everywhere. That person exists in, it exists in, in the church. In that every... person exists in the gym. I that think it person, exists you know I mean? inside of us each individually as well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, 100%. we do all have that capability mm-hmm. of being the next Hitler. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's within all of us. Um, and recognizing that is super important too because if you don't recognize your own capacity for <laughs> evil, evil. <laughs> if you don't recognize your own capacity for self-interest, for uh, harmful behavior, for, um, you know, whatever the case may be, if you don't recognize that every terrible person in history was just a person mm-hmm. um, then it's just like you're you're doomed to be vulnerable to that you're, right. you're completely ignorant to it so you're going to be blindsided by it when the opportunity presents itself yeah. you're gonna be like you know maybe maybe you would never ever steal in your life until the opportunity presents itself and you're like well this uh, this you know this person dropped their wallet I gotta pay rent you know what mm-hmm. I mean like it's mm-hmm. just it's people have a lot more of a capacity for for harmful destructive behavior than I think anybody really takes the time to realize right. and you know we we see it we see little doses of it when we when we like have arguments and and, and we like fight with each other or we avoid somebody who acts a certain way but the the amount of time and attention paid to it I don't think is nearly enough and I think that that's a big reason why we have so many people who aren't on the same page mm-hmm. um, on top of the fact that you know everybody gets their own personalized curation of, of factual information mm-hmm. to um, you know push them in the direction that that uh, some advertiser thinks they need to go in but you know again just people just don't take the time to think about what it is they're capable of in a, in a either a constructive or de- a, a, a negative, um, less than constructive uh, uh, observation, you know? Right. So, yeah, no, um, 
And I don't know any other way around that than uh, just doing what we're doing right now. Yeah, just talking about it. Yeah. Like, hey, did you think about that? Hey, did you remember to think today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. You know, just, and maybe we need to do that, you know, with our friends and family and just be like, hey, did you remember to think, to think about this, to consider this? And to, the thing is, like, it, it, it goes without saying, audience, that, um, you know, I, I, I feel confident in speaking for both of us and saying that we don't delude ourselves with any grandiose uh, illusions of our, our uh, <coughs> intelligence or perception. God, like, no. I'll be the first to tell you, like, I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah, no. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But maybe, you know, right. I'm willing to consider it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just one of those things where I haven't felt a negative consequence yet from just being open to the idea of considering something that might conflict with what I already understand to be true. Right, no, I find it very valuable. Right. I take those like, things... Sometimes it's uncomfortable as fuck. Sometimes you're yeah. like, no, this is truth. This is the thing. And it's like, oh, shit. I'm is being it? I'm being that person. Yeah, and well, it's, it's just like, like and, and and I I catch myself doing that a lot. You know, I just mm-hmm. catch myself like convinced of something um, mm-hmm. that just is not true. Uh, a, a, a benign example. Um, I was talking to my mother-in-law one time, and I was just like, she was she was uh, talking to me about how, like, she needs somebody to to uh, help maintain the the levels of dog poop in the backyard because there was uh, when we were living with her there was there was four dogs in this little tiny backyard mm-hmm. they were pooping on all the grass and mm-hmm. the grass was dying but in my head i was like well cow manure fertilizes grass mm-hmm. so all poop fertilizes grass well, especially not, dog poop it's not the, super not true it's not the truth not only is it not true it's it's like the opposite of the truth yeah. like it destroys the, the diet is is such a huge factor and and there's so much uh like between peeing on the grass and getting all that, um, what is it? Um, is it ammonia, ammonia and ammonia, nitrogen? Yeah, I think it is that it, it pushes into the soil or something like that. Uh, I don't fucking know. But um, between the dog piss and the dog shit, like the grass was fucked, and I was mm-hmm. like, "No, we need to leave the poop out." There. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a huge part of this that was just, no. I, I didn't want to be the one, and I didn't want to be the one to find someone. I could, I I know exactly what you're saying because I I was of the train of thought. As well, it's, at, at it's a younger not, age, it's I was not like, hard to believe. I was like, "Well, doesn't poop fertilize? Like, isn't it fertilizer?" And I was thinking, like, the same I was thing taught about, that manure is fertilizer, that it's cow poop, right. and that's good. So obviously, poop makes grass good. And no, I thought the same thing. That's but, not true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely not well, true. When it comes I didn't to dogs. find out that I was wrong about this because this came up several times in conversation, and I was like stubborn. I would not yield. I was like, "This is the truth." And then I went and looked it up because I wanted to. I was like, "Look, I'm tired of having this argument. Right, like, right. I'm just going to Google this." I'm going to present the facts. I googled this, <laughs> and I'm like very sheepishly had to come back and be like, "Hey, I was totally wrong about that." Yeah. It turns out that dog poop is super, super harmful to grass, mm-hmm. and like, it turns out that when it leaches into the soil and the in the the grass, that it actually does a very effective job of killing it. Mm-hmm. So this lawn that we've been trying to grow in the backyard, mm-hmm. so that it's not just a Dirty mud patch mm-hmm. for for the dogs tracking dirt right, after dirt right, after right, dirt. Right. The, these efforts uh, could have been a lot more constructive had I been willing to consider the fact that 
maybe I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. You know? Right. I love that. Uh, I love that story. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And I hope Moral the of the story, audience. dog poop <laughs> is not good for grass. Please, you know, like and, if you're trying to grow your grass, don't argue with anybody about it. <laughs> Just pick up the dog poop. <laughs> and, and, and be open to other people's Intel or in other people's intelligence or mm, ideas, yes, you know yes, the fact yes. that she knew something you didn't know, mm-hmm. and be open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a little over an hour, and I kind of want to keep this one a little short since it's just us two. But uh, I think ending it on dog shit is <laughs> a great, a great, great way to end it. Um, anything else? Yeah, man. Uh, if anybody has some free time, watch that movie. Watch the Social Dilemma. It was super. Uh, enlightening but also very uncomfortable to watch just because it really um, shined the light on some stuff that I don't think uh, a lot of people are, are aware of much less paying attention to and then, but that uncomfort is good yeah it, 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 it was it was dis- discomforting it was uncomfortable in the sense that like like you realize you have too many blankets on or something like you can do something about it you right, know what I mean right. it doesn't make you feel helpless it just it does make you feel manipulated gotcha. it does make you feel like a guinea pig you know yeah. it makes you feel like yeah. like shit have I been just mindlessly burning hours of my life for years on end yeah uh, for no reason mm-hmm. yeah. kind of yeah. <laughs> like you may have done great things with it but please also understand that uh, we have a fucking life to live yeah there exactly. is so much more out here for us to to do and experience we've got this one fucking experience let's fucking get out and live it I, I would just say that like I think that the first step somebody can take in in kind of breaking free of the like automatic track that we're all on to just consume, consume, consume. You know what I mean? Just like I think that the best way to do that is just like as you as you as you browse, for example, like hold your hold yourself accountable for how long you're you're spending on social media. Hold yourself accountable for what it is that's occupying the majority of your attention because you might be interested in actually in real life contributing to that thing that has your attention. So whether yeah. or not whether it's, you know, watching a shit ton of comedy or whether it's watching a lot of outdoors shit, whether it's, you know, watching a lot of kung fu movies and anime. Maybe there's get so out much and that you can do to actively contribute to that thing that you like. Yeah, maybe host your own comedy show. Experience, you know yeah. what I mean? Experience what it is that you enjoy consuming and not only experience it but contribute to it, create um, – um, Command your own life enough to be aware of how many strings have been attached to you and which directions they're pulling you in. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Uh, Much better way to end it (laughs) than dog shit. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Uh, Episode thirty-two down, and uh, got some got some nice stuff down the pipeline for for next week. Hell yeah, let's do it. Appreciate you guys so much. Thank you guys. Until next time. Till next time.